Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to the Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Well, another week, another Music and Concert Zone. I am Johnny Lightfoot. Across from me is Mr. Trent Falcone. What's up? What up? How are you? I am very good, man. I am excited because we're getting a week closer to something, and I'm not going to give it away just yet. <laughs> Everybody knows. we're getting a week closer to when I get to lose my mind at a concert. And it doesn't happen often. Is it your first show? First since? No. No. I've, I mean, I know you've played, but have you been to a show? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, since yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what I mean is it's my first show that I can, like... Look, I, I show up to concerts, and sometimes I'm the guy that sits there and goes... Arms folded. I can do that. They were better 20 years ago. Have blah, you ever blah, seen, blah. Have you ever seen the meme of a football player completely dressed head to toe? He's got a football helmet on, the pads, the jersey, but he's in the crowd somewhere in a packed stadium overlooking a team who's playing. Right? That's how I feel at concerts. Like, put me in, coach. Agreed. I'm ready to go. Put Agreed. me in. Agreed. But this concert, I know I have no chance of ever getting on stage with them. Well, I shouldn't say no chance. You're going to give it away. But. Got to save it. We'll get to that soon. I feel like we've earned this. This is the episode we've earned this. Yes. If y'all don't like it, well, you should listen anyway. It'll be good. It will be good, and I'm excited. But Trent, how was your week? I believe since our last show aired, we had a great concert out at USANA, kind of a heavier concert with Corn and Stained. Yes, Corn and Stained. Um, if I'm being honest, uh, again, not a slight, uh, Jonathan Davis had COVID mm-hmm. not that long ago. And uh, surprisingly, I've done a few Corn shows, and um, it was just sort of interesting. You could absolutely tell he was. Not back to speed. Really? Um, Not himself, huh? Well, he admitted, right? He said it on stage. They were great, right? They did. They were corn. Um, sure. Strangely enough, that day, was it that day? I think it was that day, uh, Monkey. The guitar tested, player. Tested positive. That day. He could not play. Wow. I didn't even see him, so I'm not sure if he even made the trip in. But um, So he was not there. But no, he you could tell Jonathan Davis was still sort of recovering. Look, if you don't know Corn, that's a loud aggressive style of music. Dude is yelling. Dude, they jump. They bang their head. They and you know, <laughs> I had a cold yeah. last week and I could hardly walk up the steps, right? With a yeah, cold. Yeah, sure, sure. So, he did a good job considering, but you could tell he was a bit and you forget the altitude. Oh, that makes it that plays a huge thing. In fact, in sports world, that's one of our advantages here in Denver. Most teams have to come here, and they can't keep up. Uh, you know, no, absolutely with, with the the altitude. He, uh, well, and again, not an easy vocal style to do. Right? And you, know, you have to you have to be able to get a good 
deep breath and you have to yell and you have to and if you have any sort of lung issues or anything going on and you could just tell he he was not 100 percent, and he's he admitted as much he just said you know i didn't want to cancel the show i didn't want to disappoint anybody and it was still worth every worth every penny they still rocked uh Mm -hmm. just a great you know they're a good live band not the best one i've seen but what are you going to do i mean well you're sick you you just brought up something that i haven't thought about in a long time is I remember going to what was Park West turned into Wolf Mountain turned into the Canyons I believe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shows up there, but I remember artists having oxygen oh, tanks yeah. off on the side, mostly the singers. Yeah, but they would have oxygen tanks that they in between songs would get the O2 because of the altitude and the problem singing. I have not thought about that for twenty something years. That's still a thing. It I is mean, still a thing. Absolutely, you're right. that's ab- that's common. Not hmm. a, not out of the ordinary at all. Very common. No, we just don't see it as much. I remember being able, like, depending on where you were in the venue, you could see them taking oxygen. I think they might hide it a little bit more these days, but I'm sure it still happens. You are at a lot of concerts, almost all of them, and uh, I'm sure you see it more than anybody. No, it's very common. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's not unusual at all. And you know, again, not a slight to anybody. It is. It's. Um, you know, you have people comment on it. It's just like, why, why can't I breathe? It's like, well, you know, you have an altitude thing here going yeah. on. So, and depending on the style of music, right? Again, um, I challenge anybody to. Uh, I think all singing. I mean, even absolutely. even from heavy to uh, obviously operatic, operatic to country, any kind of singing where you have to hold, basically hold your breath and let a note out. Well, I try to. You know, I try to explain this to people when they get on. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all about real performance. I'm not a fan of people lip syncing. I think you should do it. Um, However, in the past when people have criticized, you know, some of the pop singers, Britney Spears or whatever, uh, you know, they're dancing and they're doing the whole the whole show. And it's like, well, they're not really singing because. Right. Now, I, I challenge anyone. The argument could be made if you're singing, you should sing. And don't dance as much, but they're sort of in that genre where that's well, it's entertainment. It's, entertain- it's, it's a show, part of it, yeah. right? It's not all about the music; it's about the show, right? So I challenge anybody: get on the treadmill <laughs> and it, hit incline. Put that up to if you you know hit it to about six. Mm-hmm. Get on that treadmill and then try to sing while you're on the treadmill, and not just and one do that song. For, do that yeah. for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Let me know how that works out for you. That's how I actually, I, I am in a band, and I don't sing. I yell. And when we have a show, that's something I do to get ready for it. That's exactly what I do. Do you really? Is while I'm on the treadmill, I try to, when, if there is a more melodic bit in one of our songs, I try to sing it while I'm on the treadmill because that's as close to doing it live as you're going to get. <laughs> so and if you can do it, you know you're in fairly, you know, you're getting in good show shape. So all of a sudden, I just had this vision of Trent at Gold's Gym, you know, with everybody lined up on the treadmills. No, no, Trent no, no, comes no. in, he gets no, on, no, he sets no. up his eye, you know, That's his, his incline, and then all of a sudden, are you no, ready? No, 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 you know, no, a complete full blast. Let's, let's not be silly. This is at home. Yeah, this is at home. That would be obnoxious. Everyone's but you know staring what? at him yeah, like, now, what's the matter with yeah, this guy? Now I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a membership. I'm going to do that. You need and to I'll do that. I'll send you a video. That would be awesome. No, at home, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Yell at the gym guy? No. That would be so much. I would I would come and film you. Perfect. That would be yeah. awesome. We would. That video would go viral super fast. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were great. Corn was great. <laughs> and, um, and stained. And stained. That's awesome. 
Well, there's obviously going to be more concerts coming later next week that we will get into in the third segment. But, Trent, I want to talk about what happened over the weekend on a channel that used to play music, but now all they show is reality shows and people watching YouTube videos like all day, but yet they still have an award show, a music award show. Yes, I'm talking about the 2021 MTV VMAs happened over this weekend, and I got to be honest, why? I'm not going to lie to you. That is exactly what came out of my mouth when I turned it on. Sort of strange that music television... I think that's what the M stood for at one time. At one point. Um, I don't think they play videos anymore. If they do, I think they maybe do an hour a day. Sure. Like early, I've seen some stuff that says like early AM or something like that. But I got to be honest, now all I see on there, I've, I fall asleep many times with the TV on. And sometimes I, I do land on that ridiculousness show. It's great. And, uh, which is really. It a, sucks you in. It is. But Tell me a, I'm wrong. It's a budget version of Tosh.0. Absolutely. But you can waste five hours. And Chanel West Coast is pretty much useless on that show, well, except for her laugh. But <laughs> she's, she's adorable, though. She is. Right? She, she I mean, is. She's adorable. She's funny. She does say some funny things, but. Uh, but Have you a, heard her rap? Check that out. Next yeah, time you're bored? I have. Check that out. I, I'm, yeah. uh, sadly, I have. Yeah. She should just stand as the great. She Ice should just stay to sitting there. Yeah, public enemy no. Chanel West Coast. <laughs> well, what I was getting at is uh, I have stayed up to those early AMs, and I got to be honest, I haven't seen any music videos. It's always that show playing pretty much twenty four seven, with the event uh, occasional. I don't know. They still do road rules. No. no, no, no. Wow, that was actually probably pretty good. Yeah, back you just in the day, dated right? yourself. Okay. Well, I didn't I watch. Think that. They do like a challenge now of all the you know the winners or whatever but i don't spend a ton of time but no i get your point that came out of my mouth i don't know that i've seen any of the artists that were on the show i don't think i've seen them on mtv well we talked about this before the mics went hot and i I was telling you i wanted to mention this and you said it you said it's funny that mtv is giving awards for videos to these people that have never been on on MTV mtv with their video sure am i wrong or I don't. Right? I mean, I don't have a ton of time to watch MTV, but I certainly, I, honestly, no joking. Anytime I turn it on, it's some sort of reality show or literally that ridiculousness. Let me so. ask you this: There's a category called Push Performance of the Year. What is that? Uh, I saw this and I don't remember. I don't know what a push performance is, but there was, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, I don't 9, remember. 10, 11, 12 nominees. The uh, push performance winner was... No, 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 don't tell me. Tell me the nominees, I'll guess. Okay. Nominated, uh, the nominees says, are... September 2020, Wallows. October 2020, Ash Nico. Uh, November 2020, St. Jin. St. John. St. John. Oh, there's supposed to be an O in there, by the way. Um, let's see, December 2020, 24-carat golden, uh, J.C. Stewart, Lotto, Madison Beer, the Kid Raro. Kid, L- Kid Leroy. Okay, him. <laughs> sure. A Girl in Red, all, Olivia Rod- Rodrigo uh, Forche, sure, and uh, JXDN. Okay, and the winner is Olivia. Yeah, you're absolutely oh, right. Look at me. How did you know that? I guessed she was. She's very. You have a teenage boy, don't you? I do. Yeah, 
If you had a teenage girl, you would know. Okay. Well, no, she's she's quite talented. I've, I still don't remember what the push. I don't remember what that was, but. Well, she also won Best New Artist. Yes. Against most of those same acts. Driver's License is yep. a huge yep. song. I'm sure your kids listen to it. She won, or is it a she? I'm saying a she. She, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she is also won Song of the Year for Driver's License. Yep. Uh, Artist of the Year. Uh, Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, Justin Bieber, Megan The Stallion, Olivia Rodrigo, or Taylor Swift. Uh, I didn't see this one either. Justin Bieber. Correct. Look at me. Yeah. Two Look for at two. Me. He has had some massive hits. Video of the year. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, did I? Okay. Go ahead. Cardi B featuring Megan the Stallion for yep. WAP. Yep. DJ Khaled featuring Drake for Pop Star. Got it. Doja Cat featuring SZA. Kiss Me More. SZA. Okay. Ed Sheeran for Bad Habits, Little Nas X for Montero, or The Weeknd with Save Your Tears? Uh, Little Nas X. Do you have this in front of you? Because that's your right? Yes. Well, I I mean, I spent a lot of time doing this stuff. It's just, I mean, it's everywhere, right? You're not a radio guy. Strangely I enough. I am, though, but I don't when listen I, to this that's stuff. That's what I mean. Like, for being on the radio, yeah. what I mean is I don't spend a lot of time listening to the radio. No, I'm me more neither. more of a streaming guy, right? So you can just pick what you want. Um, but it, some of these artists and these songs, you just you can't escape them. No. They're everywhere. No, I'm not certain they're going to be everywhere for much longer, all of them. Sure. Well, the, re- the record industry's definitely changed. It's all about... Get your one song out now, make your million dollars, get out. Well, and some of them last and some don't, and we'll see. Well, it's interesting. I know we talked, this will be another topic of who will be the next, who's the next? Oh, next Prince, next something. Yeah, out of this batch. Are we seeing like... I don't think there is going to be one. I think it's going to go this way. It's going to be singles. It's all about get your single on iTunes or whatever streaming platform, get your million views, get however many dollars you get for that, and get out. It doesn't matter. Which actually brings me to another topic, Trent, that you and I had yesterday about um, we were talking about artists who switch genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one of the, the, the ones that come to mind is, I don't know if any of you out there remember the <clears throat> band Kill. They were a rock band in the early Not 80s. Not a single person. Right. But Ron Kill was like a heavy type of rocker. He now does country music. The Ron Kill Band is a full-on country band. The one that everybody, I'm sure, knows is Darius Rucker, who was Hootie and the Blowfish. Right. But now Hootie and the Blowfish is no longer, and it's Darius Rucker, and he is a country artist. Right. So my question is, and then I guess who, who's the other one? Uh, Little Nas X, right? Didn't he come out with a country song? Sort of a country mashup thing that was, yeah. Well, I remember a few years ago he was dressed straight up in country music. He was doing yeah. a show with the achy, breaky heart guy himself. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Billy Ray. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, But now his songs aren't that way. They're, they're obviously more on the rap genre, the R&B genre. So is it okay for artists to switch genres is it not okay does some time need to lapse in between like what hootie did or sorry what darius did from hootie and the blowfish he's always going to be hootie to me i know he's not and i know he gets mad at that but he is um or should an artist stick to what they have now the reason i bring this up is there is such a thing as artists morphing with the times 
Like, let's say Bon Jovi, for example. If Bon Jovi's stuck with living on a prayer and you give love a bad name or even farther back, you know, off his first off the 78-degree record, he probably would not have had the career he has had and keep going if he hadn't morphed. So that's one thing, but he's still sticking in the genre. It's a great, it's a great debate. Let's call it a debate, right? Because the problem I have with this is I can see both sides of it because if somebody criticized a band for doing the same thing. Oh, there are people that criticize, right? Like, yeah. oh, they say every song sounds the same. They've done the same record 10 times now. So if a band sticks with it and this is who we are and we don't care and we just play, you know, the Ramones, uh, right. you know, Motorhead, there are uh, the Sex Pistols, lots, lot, right. Lots of bands that this is what we play. Mm-hmm. And that Slayer is another, is a metal band. Like, they don't. That's it. This is what we sound like. We right. don't care, right? Like if you, you you're gonna get what you get from us. Period. And then you have the people. Well, today I'm I'm a country artist. Okay, one could argue when a genre mellows or a trend goes away. Now suddenly we're we're this. Now now we're this. I was country. Now I'm this. Well, now I'm perfect, that. A perfect example of that is Taylor Swift. She started as a country sure. artist. And then moved into the pop world, got massive success off the pop world, and now she's even changed again where I think you said it's more adult type of songs. She's becoming, in my mind, she seems like she's now, and I, I, I I can't say that I was ever a huge fan, although clearly I've been aware of her career. She seems more genuine to me now than ever. Okay. I feel like she's... Sure. She seems like... And she's lucky. Look, let's be honest. She's a superstar. So when oh, you get yeah. to her level, you don't have to do anything. You can do whatever... Well, you Madonna whatever did the you, same thing, right. too, you know, you when could, she got that level. Taylor Swift could put out a spoken word record Prince got point. to that level and didn't change Absolutely. It. When you don't have to worry about a label and you don't have to worry about somebody telling you, we need a single, you need to do this, you need to do that... So God bless her, she can do whatever she wants. But I feel like she's actually, it seems like a genuine thing now. This is, not that she was not ever genuine, but, you know, it just seemed like it was, she knew her audience. And it just seems more genuine now. Now, again, back to the question of, is it okay to jump, change genres? I mean, everybody needs a paycheck. I can't imagine, I I go back to what you first said, this is who we are, this this is what we do. I can't imagine bands like we talked about a few weeks ago, Rage Against the Machine, all of a sudden becoming a pop hit, a pop band, a country band, whatever. Okay, but we've talked about this on other shows, uh, episodes. Can't, a fine example, Casey Musgraves. She was on oh, the VMAs. Oh, yeah. Awesome. She was a country artist. Mm-hmm. She's got a new record out. She played on the VMAs for the first time. Completely not a country song. No. She's clearly now... It's not even really all that poppy, but it's very much different than what she was doing, even though the last record she had a few songs that started to kind of hint sure. at that. So isn't it good to evolve as an artist? That's yes. where this is where I always, this is a favorite topic yeah. when you're having a beverage debating music with people. This is an interesting, interesting one. Are you sticking to your roots or are you evolving? Are you, are you not, hmm. by not changing, are you just doing the same old, same old and you're, is that Cashing the check because you just make the same record 10 times? Sure. Or are you cashing the check by saying, okay, now I'm a country artist, now I'm a rap artist, now I'm a whatever is cool artist? Which is more Mm. 
It's a what great do you debate. Want, what do you want from your band? Do you want, look, I play the same style of music. If you buy a Ramones record, you're going to get a minute and a half song 15 times, and that's it. Sure, or, absolutely, absolutely. Do you want them over a year and a half when they're home on their couch, and they're like, you know what, I'm experimenting with this new sound, and you buy a, a, a Metallica record, and it's suddenly, well, they've done it. There's another fine example. Yeah. May, may I suggest the Black Album again? My right. God, it was the end of the world. It was the apocalypse. <laughs> I know. When nothing it else mattered. It was all over when that album nothing came out. Nothing else mattered. My God, the metalheads were, uh, they were going to riot in the streets because James Hetfield was singing. About singing. It. Yeah. Melody. Mm-hmm. He's not yelling. They're not mad. They have an acoustic guitar. Bob Rock produced this. What? Bob Rock produces Def Leppard. My, it was like the end of the world. I think it comes down to there. I, there's both sides of the coin, and we got to get to break here really quick. But it comes and just really quick, I'm going to put a button on this. It comes down to what you want to do as an artist. Do you want to just do what you do, and that's great, and you're going to have so many fans, and you're probably going to hit a cap level with that many fans, and that's awesome, and you're perfectly happy with that. Or do you want to become the superstar, change with the times, and then, hey, if we're doing a country album last time and next we're doing a Metallica-type album, Miley Cyrus. Well, you nailed it. Right? That's exactly so it. If that's you, what if, it comes down to. If, if you want crossover stardom, you're only going to get so many fans with X sound. Right, right. And if you don't, if, but again, there's, there's really no wrong answer. That's the no, other best no, part No, there is of no this, wrong right? answer anymore. You, you want to be a sellout? And it would be considered a sellout. It really would be considered I'm selling out because I am trying to get as many fans and as much money as I possibly can, but I'm also trying to grow as an artist. That would be considered a sellout as opposed to this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I've only done this from the day I picked up a guitar or picked up a microphone or whatever, and the day I die, I will be doing that same type of music. So there's both sides of that coin. If I had to pick... I always admire people, even though I myself have been baffled by it as a fan of certain artists. There's something about when you hear an artist or a band or a singer goes, we've been offered X amount of money to do this, and they go, nah. Yeah? It's not, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. And instead of like, well, it's a great paycheck, right? There's yeah. something, there's nothing wrong with, with either choice, right? But it is always cool to know that I like it when I know that they mean it. And their hearts in it, and it's not just something they're they're trying to do to mm-hmm. become popular. But then again, every band, some of the bands we love have done that. Sure, they've they've jumped on trends and. Well, it is called the music business. It's called the it, business. It is a business, yeah. and you go into business for one reason, typically to make money. Sure. Um, so I mean, you don't go in. You don't start a business saying, "Oh, I'm just going to fail." Well, I can't wait if, to you fail. Want, if it's all about musical integrity, then why are you, you know, then don't sign a right. record deal. Don't, don't go on tour. Deal. Do whatever you want and, and record it in your basement. Hmm. And This is an interesting debate. This I is love a, this. This is all day. We could talk about all day. This is something we should probably put a whole show on sometime about just this. But right we now we're going to, we are panel. so far over on our breaks that uh, I'm going to have to put a muzzle over Trent so I can get going Sorry, for the rest. No, I'm a, just kidding. It's not Trent's fault at all. hit a button. Look, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be right back with more of the Music and Concert Zone. You're listening to the Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone on 975 The Zone. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is the Music and Concert Zone. And Trent, what is this? You're kidding me. No, what is this? Come on. You don't know this? 
I uh, no. Come on. I, I I do know who the artist is, but I'm not super familiar with a lot of his work. So uh, you have to be kidding. You haven't heard this? No. Wow. Maybe I haven't. I just tuned it out. Not your cup of tea. What are we listening to? In my feelings, Drake. Drake. The mighty Drake, who's got a very we we were going to mention in the last segment. I'll let you take over, but man, it's dude, good. Dude is un. Dude is unstoppable. Yeah. Well, unstoppable. Uh, the reason we came back with Drake is because this week Drake has done something that has only been achieved by one other band, Spice Girls. In 1964, the Beatles. the Beatles. Wow, look at me. The Beatles is the only other band to have and check this out. This week Drake boasts one of the most dominant weeks in the 63-year history of the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart as he becomes the first artist ever to claim as many as nine on the top ten positions. Nine out of ten. Nine out of the top ten positions are held by Drake and whoever he's hired to do that song with him. Again, unstoppable. This was uh, held originally in 1964 by the Beatles as that superstar band had the entire top five. Wow. So not only did Drake beat them, but he beat them with four more songs on the top ten. Nine out of ten, Drake. What? Again, the guy's unstoppable. He's just, he's one of these guys. I mean, I I have a, a friend that is obsessed and I, so I have a few actually that are obsessed, and he's been he's been very popular for quite a while. And there oh, was yeah. a period, and I'm I, I do this for a living. And there was a period where I'm like, I don't know that I know one Drake song. Uh, if you told me to na- name this a was Drake a, song, uh, I wouldn't know. Well, this I, was a couple, but it was like he was on. It's like he was, you know, it was like he was on this person's song, and he was mm-hmm. on that song, and it's like, but I didn't know that I actually knew one of his own. No. Songs because he was on so many other singles, and now it sounds like he's you know it's kind of he's now doing the other thing where now everybody's a guest on his track. Or I mean, he's still mixing it up, but no, the guy's just. I, I mean, talk about a. In my mind, he's sort of just. Is he Prince? I mean, he's Prince. I, I don't know. He's Michael Jackson. Maybe but he's Madonna. He's like that level. It sure seems that way, especially having that many. Singles in the top ten. Oh, you, you, you dominate it by only not having one. So that sure seems like the next Prince of we we've talked about. But uh, I don't think – I think the difference between Prince back in the day and Drake today, everybody knew Prince's songs. I was just going to say that's the thing is, I mean, I bet there are still people who aren't really familiar with him. Like me. I'm not yeah. super familiar with Drake, but I'm sure the younger generation is, and maybe that's the difference. The other difference is I think – MTV, which we talked about in the last segment, really helped artists like Madonna, like Prince, become every like a household name. Michael Jackson, a household name. I think all of that helped. Where now Drake, I mean, I'm I'm sitting here looking at it, and on all these songs that he has, the first thing mentioned after the song title is how many streams it has. What's the top? No, uh, do, 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 do. 
Top is way too sexy with 67.3 million streams and 7.7 million in airplay with seventh only 7,000 units sold though that's what's crazy no it's insane we talked about this last week and that that probably how would you say 64 million 67 million so that's probably what 14 dollars he's received from from that <laughs> yeah. yeah no money but yet dude is have you seen where did i see this there's have you seen his plane right I mean, well, just check this out. So, number one, 67.3 million streams. Number two, which is Girls Want Girls, 57.4 million streams. Fair Trade, which is uh, featuring Travis Scott, at 53.8 million streams. The next one's 48 million streams. Then 45 million. I mean, this is insane numbers. No, he's a superstar. The guy's a, I mean, anytime you have a song and there's a dance. Like someone's created, made up a dance Yeah, in it. my feelings. I mean, I can't believe you didn't see it. Like, uh, what's his name? Will Smith did. Everybody was doing it like a, two years ago. The MC Hammer. Well, can't touch this dance. Not quite like that. But uh, my, oh. my daughter, it, there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing. I can't believe. I mean, I'm not judging you. The thing is, I'm not judging you. No, I'm not I'm just, judging I'm just kind of judging you. The fact that you've <laughs> never heard that song. And you don't know the dance, the whole this whole thing, we turn no. the wheel and we move to the side, this whole thing, you nothing? Maybe. I mean, I'm not doing it well. This, the little heart-shaped nothing? Maybe. He's looking at me like a grouper. He has no idea what I'm talking about. Time out. I know I had a cough there. We'll take it in after grouper. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. So I may, your maybe face, I've seen it. Your face says that. Maybe I've seen it. No, you Maybe haven't. I haven't. No, I don't you're, know. You're looking at me as if you're going to maybe call the paramedics or something. I, yeah. Uh, it was a thing. Drake's a real deal. I know the Macarena dance. I remember no, that. No. No. Is, that, no. is this dance bigger? No, 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 no. We're not even going to bring that up. Okay. Let's move along. Okay. Moving along. Move well, along. I, I don't know Drake music all that well. I obviously know the name. I am 100% impressed by nine of the top ten Billboard Hot 100. Degrassi Junior High? No. Nothing? That is one of his songs? What no. Is that? <laughs> See, I don't know. What are you talking about? Oh, it was a TV show. Okay. He was on? Wasn't he on that? No? I'm going to take your word for it. I I wish not we a, took... I'm not a huge Drake fan. I do not All right. Know. Somebody call in and explain Degrassi. <laughs> oh, wait. We don't have any calls. Hit us up on Twitter at Johnny Lightfoot one Degrassi Junior High? Nothing? When no. We, we were young when that was out. He was on the show, wasn't he? Or am I making this up? Dude, I don't know. You, you <sighs> got I'm me. I'm going to text a friend. I'm going to I'm going to Phone a friend bank. in there, buddy. I'm gonna phone, phone a friend. friend. Let's see what happens. All right. Moving along. Oh, by the way, just way to go, Drake. That's impressive. I'm not going to lie. All right, moving along to On This Day in Music History. Trent, I uh, like this segment right here. I think it's fun. We're not going to talk about Kiss, are we? Nope, not yet. Okay, cool. Uh, On This Day, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about music history that happened on this day. And uh, this is September 15th. We're going to go all the way back to 1956 to start this off with one Elvis Presley. You know who that is? Never heard of him. Did he have a dance? He wasn't on MTV, I'll tell you that. Did he have a dance? He might have. All right. Did he? he did, no, he wasn't the twist. That's one of the smoothest individuals ever to walk the earth. Pretty cool, right? Smooth, cool, that's it. Well, on this day in music history, Elvis Presley started a five-week run at number one on the U.S. charts with that smash hit, 
Don't Be Cruel, which uh, Cheap Trick redid in the late yeah. 80s, which is a great version of Lots that. Lots of covers of that. The track went on to become Presley's biggest selling single with sales over 6 million by 1961. 6 million by 1961. You know what that is today? $14 streaming? Yes. Got it. There you go. Probably. The double-sided hit uh, had Hound Dog on side B, which became the most successful. Uh, side B became the most successful on Billboard's, again, Hot 100. One side reached number one. The other, number two. Hound Dog was a B-side. B-side. Think about that. I know. Okay, for you, for you non-music nerds, back they put out records, right? Mm-hmm. And the record label would send the hit. And they would, in general, the B-side, right? They assumed that nobody was going to turn the record over. Radio stations would not turn the record over. You played side A, the hit that they mm-hmm. wanted to push, and side B could be... It was a, a filler track, It could usually. be a, a banana bread recipe. Nobody cared, right? <laughs> Hound Dog Hound is Dog the B-side. Is the B-side. One of his most iconic songs is a B-side. Amazing. See, that just teaches you, turn the record over. Always turn the record over. Well, jumping up to 1978 on September 15th, Bob Dylan kicked off his longest and most continuous U.S. tour of his career in Maine, playing the first of 65 gigs in 62 cities. By today's standards, that's not very big. But by then, that was back then that was pretty big. We're going to jump all the way to 1984. Now we're getting into my genre. September 15th, Frankie Goes to Hollywood with Relax became the longest running chart hit since Engelbert Humperdinck's Release Me after spending, check this out, 43 weeks on the UK singles chart. What's the common thread here? Why? MTV. MTV. That was on MTV every seven minutes. Remember that? Yes, I do. All the time. I absolutely Which do. is also why I can never hear that song ever again. Ever. Relax? Uh, never. Never again. I, it, the only time I can really hang out with no. it is when it's in uh, uh, the Zoolander. Listen, you know you have succeeded in your music career. Well, let's restate that. You know that you have a popular song. When your song is so popular, it should never be played again. It's been played <laughs> so much. Don't ever play it. Don't again. ever play it again. That's that's where that is. Well, we're moving up to September fifteenth, two thousand fourteen, when Apple had to release a tool so you could remove the free U two album that everybody got on their Apple devices that they did. You're not listening want. to the music and that? concert I zone with Johnny Lightfoot and I was Trent Falcone. The, the, uh, I think it was like the keynote speech, and then all of a sudden U two came on and goes, "Hey." You've got our album now for free. And I looked at my phone, and it was there, and I was like, this is weird. No, I thought somebody hacked my phone. I, I didn't get the message. I just remember looking in my library going, oh, uh, this, this isn't my library. I know. No dis- I mean, I don't mind you, too, but I certainly know I didn't buy the album. Well, they got were- to admit, though, look at it us. It's a marketing. That was brilliant, brilliant marketing, marketing yeah. right? Apple, the, the Apple had to release a tool to remove U2's new album from its customers' iTunes accounts six days after giving away the music for free. Some users had complained about the fact that the, their latest album, Songs of Innocence, had automatically been downloaded to their device without 
their permissions. As you just said, I think it's been hacked. I don't want this on my record. Get it off now. To defend them, though, their argument was we want to give everybody something, right? Yeah. You have to buy music. You have to pay for everything. No, blah, a blah, great blah, idea. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to give you something. Now, of course, sure. What if I don't want it? Fine. But I, I stand by it. It was a great, great idea. And last one here, September 15th, 2019, Rick Ocasek, the former lead singer with the Cars, was found dead in his New York City apartment. He was 75. You know, I forgot that he passed away. Yeah. What's your favorite Cars tune? Oh, man. Again, we have a theme. MTV, Shake It Up. Yeah. Get Out. My best friend's girl, uh, Good Times Roll. And uh, drive wasn't that them? Oh drive? Yeah, yeah, drive. Are right? you kidding me? No, they were they were uh, they were brilliant back in the day. Unbelievable. Shake it up. Yeah. All right, we are going to take another break, and we're going to be right back with some more music and concert news. I think Trent and I are going to get into a vintage vinyl that's going to make Nerd. both of us happy. And Nerd. we're going to be able to go probably for another two hours just on that, but we're going to have to keep it short. You're listening to ninety-seven five twelve eighty the zone. Okay, Trent. Here it goes. This just makes me want to... Get out the way. I don't even want to talk anymore. Concussion bomb. I just want to play... Bam! From start to finish. You don't know. You don't know. We've earned this. Yeah, this is our time. And the reason we're talking about Kiss, and obviously this is from the forthcoming album, or the fourth album released overall by Kiss, the first live album, Alive One. It's just a live, not a live one. It was just a live. Kiss but alive. the reason we're discussing it is because, yes, next week, live in concert, you wanted the best. You've got the best. Listen. Hold on, hold on. I just got to listen to more of this song. Okay. You wanted the best. You got the best. Kiss. End of the road tour. September 22nd, which is next Wednesday at USANA Amphitheater. We're taping the show next week. We have straight to. Because we're both going to be at I the front row losing our minds. Look, I'm not going to be here. I know. I'm just going to tell you what. We have earned it. Okay? We've earned it. Three years. <laughs> this right. show. has The show has been postponed three, two times? Three times. Two, it's been postponed two, yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A total of three years. Almost almost a fourth because both Gene and Paul I don't just even, got don't, COVID. I don't know. So. Let's not even jinx it. Let's so they're not, not they're it. not doing it now. They are coming. Oh, God. Anyway, three years to see this show. I've I've pointed out you could you could have become a dentist in the amount of time <laughs> you've waited for this show. Well, and maybe. God help you if this, you know, when, when they had COVID, I thought, my God, that's what I said. If they postpone again. You could have gone to, you know, you could have become a dentist. You know, the one thing I, I, I will say that I kind of like about Kiss constantly postponing is eventually they're going to have to come. But what I'm saying is oh, it, you just would keeps, think. it keeps prolonging Kiss because this is boasted as their last tour ever. Mm-hmm. Now, we've heard this a million times, so I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. But I don't think they're going to tour the U.S. like we know. I think they're going to go out and do... 
uh, what, what do they call it, residencies in Las Vegas, maybe in Atlantic City. Sure. Somewhere they're going to go out and do, we're going to stay here for two weeks or we're going to stay here for a month and just play shows. But I think as far as Salt Lake City, Denver, Idaho, California, Kansas, wherever, you know, night after night after night, I think that's going to go away. They're never going to die. They're never going to go away. I mean, I get a lot of grief, as I'm sure you do. I'm a huge fan. Always have been. That's the band that I grew up with. That's the band that got me into music. And, uh, yeah, the joke. Yeah, it's their 10th farewell tour, blah, blah, blah. Look, everybody does it. I I ask you this. If you were playing arenas, thousands and thousands of screaming fans who adore you, everywhere you went, you're a god. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't need the money. They don't need the money. You have to enjoy it. Yeah, Can you imagine doing this and then going and sitting on your sofa? Well, I can't imagine it because we all got to do it for a year. Right. We got to go from music business shows to now sit on the couch. Yeah. You have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to be. Wishing it was back. Can you imagine from their perspective being on stage? Yeah, I don't I can. care. Name it. Ozzy, Kiss, any of the band, athletes, Michael Jordan. I'm retired. Okay, now I'm back. Why do you want to retire and sit on the sofa when you can do what they get to do? But this has got to be it. This is, I mean, Father Time is real, as we've discussed. Well, Father Time is un, uh, what's the word, undefeated, and it will happen eventually where there will be no more kiss. I mean, let's be honest, and I, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here. As you know, it's my favorite band, but who would have guessed that Gene Simmons' voice is the better of the two now? Paul was always the screamer and the real frontman. Gene was always the heavier frontman, but Paul was the singer. Now his voice isn't quite as good as it was, and Father Time is catching up. But that being said, I'm still going to be there. Still, but he's also still in spectacular shape yes. and put on a great show. Listen, I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, if you have not, if you have not seen Kiss and you're a rock and roll fan. You need to go see Kiss. This is this is something. This is something you need to do. Absolutely. One could argue, sure, yeah, what you just said. You know, they're are they in their prime? No, they're not. Are they still one of the best live bands of yeah, all time? Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Okay, I don't like their songs. I don't like that style of music. I don't. Fine, fine. But there, there is no better live band. And most of the stuff <laughs> you see from other live bands. Guess where they got it from? Oh, of course. Kiss brought the modern arena show as to what we know now. It was because of Kiss. Great. Granted, bands like Led Zeppelin, The Doors, other bands were playing arenas, but they would stand there on a flat stage with no real background stuff, playing in Levi's, maybe a little bit of costumes, but there was no explosion. There was no fireworks. There was no theatrics. There was no entertainment other than the band playing. If you want deep... Lyrics, if you're looking for something that's going to touch your soul, probably not the band. No one can argue that. It's not. They're not Bob Dylan. They're not supposed to be. They're entertaining. They're fun. You know what they that's are? It. They're, they're, it's putting on Star Wars for two hours. You get to escape that's reality right. and blow things up. Well, Trent, let's talk about why this is our vintage. Let's talk about the history of why this is our vintage vinyl obviously they're coming in concert next week is why we're talking about it but the history behind the record alive alive is the fourth album overall and the first live album by kiss it is considered to be their breakthrough and a landmark live albums it was released 
funny enough, just a few days ago, September 10th, 1975. It was a double album, and it contains live versions of selected tracks from their first three studio albums, Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, and Dress to Kill. And I believe you brought up the point, this was during the Dress to Kill tour. And the name pays homage to the 1972 live album, Slayed Alive. Wow, I don't think I... You didn't know that? Or I did, and I forgot. That's cool. That was a band that obviously was pretty heavily influenced Kiss. But there's a couple things I want to talk about on this record. Uh, that's I'm, I'm going off the cuff here. This is just my Kiss knowledge. Is This is not entirely a live album. Kiss was always disappointed in their early albums because they sounded a lot lighter than the band was heavier when they performed. Does that make sense? So the band would sound heavier performing live, but whenever they go in the studio and cut it, it didn't have that edge that they got live. So they wanted something that really showcased that live sound, what Kiss was. This is the album that really brought them up, brought them to the superstars they were, definitely set them on the path for sure, pushed them farther down the road. But some of these songs aren't entirely live. Yes. uh, Producer, Kenny Kramer. Eddie Kramer. Eddie Kramer. Yeah. Who's Kenny Kramer? Uh, His long-lost cousin. (laughs) Uh, He's a shoe salesman. (laughs) Kenny Kramer. (laughs) I don't know Uh, who that is, Trent. It's his long-lost cousin. That's my neighbor. I don't know who Kenny... Eddie Kramer. Admitted, yeah, they... (laughs) Oh, Kenny Kramer. I love it. That's outstanding. Anyway... No, he admitted they had to fix a few things. So, Like, they're the first band who hit a wrong note live? No. Right? And if you're going to put it on down, you think they're the first band that's fixed a a flub? And they're not definitely the last one. They're not the last. All lives are. Look at it. Now now bands put out records that aren't even records. This has been the Music and Concert Zone. The show goes by fast, By the way. Oh, what? Drake, he was on Degrassi Junior High. He was Jimmy. Okay, that still means nothing to there me. There you go. All right. <laughs> Kenny Kramer. He is Trent Falcone. I am Johnny Lightfoot. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Twitter at Johnny Lightfoot1 because Trent hasn't come And into this world. Johnny Lightfoot1. There Kenny you go. Kramer1. <laughs> Kenny Kramer. All right, this has been the Music and Concert Zone on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll see you next week.